Welcome to Interviews. Being an entrepreneur is the toughest job ever. There are no practical guidelines. So I created this podcast to help crack the entrepreneurship code. Join me every week as I invite entrepreneurs to share their stories, the practical tips and lessons they've learned along the way. Don't be the main bottleneck in your business. Subscribe now. Interviews is brought to you by Social Prize, a marketing and communication agency operating remotely since 2005. Social Prize specializes in digital technologies and communication, web development, e-commerce, remote working, coaching, training, growth hacking. Log on their website, socialprize.me. Hi, thank you for listening. My guest today is Peter Hopwood, founder of Hopwood Speaker Coaching. Peter is a global speaker coach, a TEDx coach, a virtual speaking specialist, and a media trainer. He helps speakers, high-performing professionals, corporate teams, TEDx speakers, and founders to share powerful stories and build acute speaking and presence skills. Hey, Peter, thank you very much for joining me today. I'm glad to be here and I'm excited to, to have this conversation with you and, and, and see what unfolds. <laughs> right, me too, because, you know, we all know successful entrepreneurs like Steve Jobs or Elon Musk or Bill Gates, maybe, who are excellent public speakers. And I enjoy public speaking a little bit myself, although I haven't made it to TEDx yet, <laughs> but I know how difficult it can be public speaking. So today we are going to focus on public speaking for entrepreneurs and I'm pretty sure it's going to be passionate. But first, would you please tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey? Yeah, I mean, if, if okay, let, let's, if we go back many, many years ago, so I, I um, my background is, uh, my education is, is really, uh, I went to art school, graphic design. Um, so a lot of my kind of creativity was um, kind of in my head, pulled through my hands onto onto paper, and then mm. it was paper. It was literally pencil and paper, drawing, sketching every single day. Very different from today for those that for people who well many years who who were kind of who kind of use um, computers and and uh, the digital all the, all that all the digital ways of of creating images. But then it was it was pen and paper literally. Um, so very soon after that, I then I actually left the UK. I actually went to live. I lived in front. I lived in Paris for a while. Lived in Marseille for a while, um, working in different types of jobs. Just really trying to get some some experience. And and really, I would say trying to build up my own confidence, mm. trying to not really sure of where I was going, my path, what, what was ahead of me. I didn't really, I mean, the, the, the art side, I felt there was more I could do than, than just, than just art. Um, so I, I went traveling and, and I'm sure you, you, you know, and we all know when we travel, even if it's just on holiday, it makes us feel good, doesn't it? It makes us feel yeah. Confident, and we feel like we can sort of achieve stuff and achieve more. Even even after we come back from a holiday, we're feeling in a good state, aren't we? And so I kind of kept that going, and I so I travelled from from Paris to Marseille, um, went to work for a a British tour operator that gave me a chance to live in many different countries, uh, more in Spain, Mallorca, um, Granada, Madeira. 
the island of Madeira, mm. Portuguese island, Malta, Hungary. So, so I was literally traveling, and a lot of part of a, a lot of a big part of that work was actually presenting, was actually right. selling, um, selling ideas, products, services to to people that were coming on holiday to enjoy that experience. So I was trying to help them enjoy that experience more by presenting the things they could do while they're on holiday. And so simply, you know, week in, week out to 300 people, 400 people, two or three times a week, constantly sharing the same messages to different people, right? And I, right. I, I, I realized very quickly that the messages may be the same, but the people listening are not the same, right? People mm -hmm. who are listening, some sometimes it would it would work. I would sell well, and that would be great for me. Uh, had money in my pocket. Sometimes the same thing wouldn't sell well. No money in my pocket. So what was the, what was the difference? The mm. difference was those small little things like how I moved, what I said, how I said something, how I was feeling when I said it. Right. And so people, I was fascinated and passionate about really how how can I make a better impression? How can I get a better perception of not just me, but also the actual content, what I'm sharing to get people to feel something more, to get people to feel like, yeah, actually, I'd like to try that. I want to, I would like to do that. I can picture myself doing that here on holiday, wherever it is. Right. So, right. so continuing to, to, to look at ways to, to move my, move my body, my voice, how I came across from then literally um, throughout my career until now I've been helping other people to do that so whether it is people who are um, speakers who are about to do to stand on a TEDx stage helping them to create their stories find their stories create them and then deliver them in the right way or or CEOs who have to share on a stage to their team at a conference or a keynote they have to do on behalf of the company to get that right, because you only have a short period of time to, to really make an impact. Or it might just be leaders, managers, sales teams, marketing teams, different departments, just boosting up their confidence and making them feel like they're sharing messages that people want to hear. And people mm. feel something after, feel something they, they want them to feel to get the right outcome after they speak. So it, all different areas, uh, storytelling, helping people in sales and storytelling to really hit those emotions and get people to, to start feeling something that hopefully will make the right decision, helping them make the right decision. And as I say, getting to closer, not always hitting the right outcome, but getting closer to that right outcome. Right. And so you already uh, touched base a lot on uh, what is public speaking about, but let's, let's look at the entrepreneurs because that's what my podcast focuses on. Why is it so important for funders to develop their public speaking skills? Okay. We, we are constantly being judged naturally. This is something mm. we've, we're all, we, we, we're all, we cannot get away from this, whether we like it or not. Most of us don't like it, but we, we do. We get judged. We make judgments. We make snap judgments about people, about things, about products, about services. Right. So yeah. all these and we have to we have to we are influenced by signals and emotions. Remember mm. that signals and emotions. Right. So anything you anything you buy or anything that you like or anything that you don't like signals 
and emotions are, are driving are driving those decisions that 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 we make right mm. so anything that when, when we share ourselves when people look at us when they hear us when they think about what we're doing when we're trying to get them to think about what we're doing to then hopefully get them to make the right decision about us or as, as i say closer to the right outcome we have to say things in, in, in a better way we have to share those signals in the right way so it comes down to fundamentally our voice how mm. we say things what we look like the feeling we give or the the, the perception we're, we're kind of giving when people listen to us and so constantly constantly we're we're, we're connecting, right? So we're connecting, let's say on LinkedIn, how we did. We're connecting through our websites. We're connecting through um, networking. We're connecting through Zoom calls or virtual exchanges. And, and again, all these signals are coming through. So we have to really be aware of these signals. The more mm -hmm. we're aware of these signals, right? The better we can say to ourselves, well, maybe I need to, to change that. Maybe if I did something slightly different, small little changes and then I can get closer to that perception to trigger trigger this perception in somebody's mind about me and about my services right because I could have the I could have a, I could be a you know I can have a, a, an amazing service an amazing product that absolutely is going to be a hit yeah but if somebody doesn't get that feeling or doesn't understand why, how it relates to them, mm -hmm. how it, I'm making them feel, if I'm, if I'm not making them feel good for any reason, for any reason, right? So I could come on this, on this chat now with you, right? I could come on here with, with no energy at all, you know, really kind of you getting real, the real impression that I'm not happy to be here, that I don't want to talk <laughs> to you, that I'm fed up, that I, you know, I've, I've got 101 other things to do, and this is the last place I want to be. And I could, I could, you know, if I really showed, I'm, I naturally don't feel like that. But if I did, probably that would come through. That would come through what you see, yeah. certainly on my face. Mm. That would come through completely through my voice. Mm. The voice, you can't get away from that. That's the one, that's the biggest influencer. That's the biggest thing that really helps us or sways our opinion on someone right so someone yeah. could be looking great somebody could could have all the credentials somebody could have all the reputation a great reputation but when you hear the voice if you at that moment the state of that person the state of me and the state of you right now will come through our voice and we mm. can't get away from that so it is really important that we think about these things that we're aware more aware of of how we show up. And that's something that I think a lot of people, a lot of founders and a lot of people in business simply haven't done before. They haven't actually yeah. looked at themselves and, and, and listened to themselves. Yeah, and like you, you said also, uh, and what you discovered when you were uh, trying to sell vacation, uh, people react differently and entrepreneurs talk to a lot of different people like suppliers, clients, employees. I mean, they're constantly surrounded by other people. So I guess one of the important things is to adapt what you say, how you behave, your voice to the type of people you're talking to, right? Absolutely, absolutely. All different types of, of people who've got different needs at different times. 
Um, but there, 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 there's one thing that pretty much most of us want or want to hear when we're speaking to someone. We, we, want it, we want to hear or we want to see that the other person is, is kind of listening to us when we mm. speak, right? Or, or giving us respect. Yeah, we kind of want that. We, 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 we can tell really quickly when somebody doesn't give us any respect. Often ego is something that gets, often gets in the way of, of sharing respect. So somebody with a high ego often will not share much respect at all. And we can, that's something we can, we, we've all met people like that. We, as soon as we meet them, we can just feel that they're, they're not interested at all in us. They're not interested in, 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 in how this conversation is going. They're more, it's sort of more interested in, in, in themselves. Um, yeah. So sh just showing that you're listening and, and trying and showing that you are interested in the other person and what they have to say and curious, hmm. curious. You don't have to be, you know, passionate about what the, the other person's saying, but if you show that you're curious, and show that you're, you, want, you're, you want to hear their opinion. You want to hear what they have to say. If you think back, think back. We can all do this right now. So whoever's listening now, uh, you can do this well along. You can think back to moments in the past where you've really kind of had a conversation with someone and you've really felt that they've really respected you and mm -hmm. really uh, almost like a, a really good connection. Mm -hmm. Often, if you can remember, probably in that conversation, there was that feeling of them really listening to what you had to say, really listening and really kind of contemplating of, of your opinion, right? Yes. So, yeah. So when we, when we, again, when we listen to someone, when we give time to, to, for someone to speak and, and showing that we're listening to them, and trying to, to feel that we get them or at least get the idea. We don't have to agree with it. We can be completely against it, but we can show respect and show that we're listening and create that connection. Because at the end of the day, it's all about connection. Speaking is connection. And so that's interesting because I feel like a lot of people, when they think about public speaking, they think about people speaking on a stage, which is not what we're talking about no, here. We're talking no. about every day <laughs> absolutely every day and and since you know the last 18 even before the last 18 months naturally last 18 months uh, 18 months ago something came up uh, we all know what that is um yeah. but more people are connecting more and speaking more so more podcasts naturally more guests on podcasts naturally um people are doing more webinars people have to show up more now mm. right and every time we show up and we speak to someone else whether it's just one-on-one, -on -one, let's say for an intro call or a potential a potential call for, for potential with a potential client, or you're just curious about something. So you've made a call or whether it's a webinar or whether it is a full-blown presentation, every, every one of those is a, is a connection and every one of those is connected to, to, um, to public speaking. So it's, it's, if we can kind of put that idea of public speaking, you know, on a stage TEDx talk, that is one, one part of it, but there are many other parts. I've just come yeah. back from a, I've just come back from a, a, an event, a two day event. And part of my job of what I do, not just helping people to stand on stages and, or, or, or speak in front of crowds and, and help them, you know, create a better impact, but it's also hosting events as an MC, as a presenter. That is public speaking as well. 
My role there is different though. My role on that stage is very specific. My role is nothing to do with me. It's nothing to do with me at all. My role is really to get the audience, getting them feeling good about what's about to happen. Getting, to, getting them feeling good about why they're there. They're in the right place. They're gonna enjoy it. By the end of these two days together, um, they're gonna learn this, this, and this, or have a better understanding of this, this, and this. Um, give them, guide them through those two days, help them make sense of things mm -hmm. that are maybe a little bit more complex. But at the end of the day, give, it, give them the feel good factor and, and make sure that they walk away with, 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 with value, right? So that's my role, right? right. So no, nothing more. Yeah. And, and to do that, I have to get people's attention. I have mm -hmm. to get people feeling things. I have to get people to, it has to be relatable. So a lot of, a lot of the time while, when I'm on stage, for example, as a presenter, as an MC, as a host, a lot of it is actually, if you actually ever look at any of the things I'm doing, but if you were to look at the video, let's say when it comes out of the two days, yesterday and the day before, most of the time, a lot of the time, when I'm on, on the stage speaking to the audience, I'm actually asking them to think about stuff, think mm -hmm. about things. What does this mean to you? What does open source, when I say the word open source, what does it mean to you? I'm sure it means this, this, and this, or it could mean this, this, and this. So it gets them to think about it. Once they think about it, then it's so much easier for me to come in with the perspective of the speaker and that then the audience thinks about it even more, right? right. So whenever, yeah. we, whenever we let somebody think about something, they're more eager to hear other people's opinion about the same topic after they've thought about it. Like for example, mm -hmm. if I ask you now, Laurent, what is your favorite, if, if you could fly to any city in the world tomorrow, doesn't matter how much it costs, it doesn't, <laughs> there's no restrictions either. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. Go where you like, where would you go? Where would you go, Laurent? Uh, today, hey. if you ask me that question, I'll yeah. go to France because I haven't seen my parents for, you know, 18 months. Right, right. So you're, you're, it's a, you're going there, not necessarily because of the lo location, but because yeah. it means something to you. Yeah, Indeed. it's relatable. It's something that, that's a, that, that means a lot to you. I asked somebody else, somebody else who's listening to this, they might just say, you know, um, uh, Sydney in Australia, because mm -hmm. they've never been to Australia and they always pictured it on their, in their minds. It might be New York because they watch a lot of, I don't know, uh, films and a lot of movies and New York pops up in there. Yeah, it could be for a lot of different reasons. If I tell you now what my city is, right now, probably, after I've, after I've asked you, Laurent, you're more yeah, inclined, inclined to, to yeah. yeah, you really want to know, you want to know really sure. what, well, maybe not really, but your, your, the level of anticipation is a lot higher mm -hmm. because I asked you the same question earlier on. See. Yep. So, so yeah, it, it comes in all shapes and sizes, and um, and we're we're, we're speaking constantly, uh, whether it's on big stages, smaller stages, not even a stage at all. Just this, this yep. is this is getting people to think differently, trying to trigger the right perception of you. And for us, as the people speaking, we want the other person to get triggered towards the or not right or closer towards the outcome we want. So let's be a bit uh, practical then. Um, I'm a founder. I want to learn about public speaking. Where do, you, where do I start? Okay. We could start in different points. 
we can start with many different points we can start off with. The, for me, what I would do first, I would really try to get into the head of the founder and ask him or her, you know, what, how do you feel about it? Mm-hmm. And often, often this side of anxiety starts to come out. They won't yes. necessarily show me now, but they would, you know, if they're honest, they would say, listen, you know, I get anxiety, I have anxiety. Um, I don't feel great when I speak in public. Um, I have, you know, my heart starts to beat quickly and all these things connected with that nervous, that level of nervousness with public speaking. So then that's a really good start because then we can Mm. look at that, really look at that, unpack it a little bit and sort of see and help, help people to understand that that fear, that fear of public speaking actually is a fear of many other things. We just put it under an umbrella or we Mm. just package it in a box of public speaking, like a public speaking fear box. You know, this is the the box of fear of public speaking. But if we open that box, probably inside, there'd be these small little boxes maybe (laughs) of other fears, the fear of rejection. Mm. Yeah, the fear of, of not being valued for what you're sharing. The fear of, of looking like an idiot. Mm. <laughs> the fear of not belonging to a tribe. The fear of being kind of not kicked out, but put aside because of your views. Because mm. remember, when we give our view, when we, when we speak, it's a very personal thing, isn't it? It's a very, it's really intimate and it's very personal. It's, it's us. And if and 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 for for people not to accept what we speak, what we're talking about, or for people to have an opinion of us even more, this is actually a good thing, right? Mm. We we, the good thing the good thing is we want people, we really need people to judge us, right? People will judge us anyway. (laughs) We have to kind of we have we have to kind of tell ourselves it's okay. Go ahead and judge me go ahead and judge me please judge me i want you to judge me because i'm you know i'm going to give you what i believe in i'm going to give you what i feel i'm going to give you something that is is me and and that's it hmm. and so knowing that people can judge you and they will judge you and knowing that people have the right not to like you People have the right not to like you. It's a, it's a, it's a, not a crazy thing, but it's a notion that at the beginning I struggled, struggled with quite a lot. But after time, as time went on, I realized, well, it's so true. You know, people have the, everybody has the right not to, yeah. not to, not to buy your products, not to listen to you, not to um, work with you. So you reach out to, to many people, you have, you have conversations over Zoom and then nothing. Maybe it doesn't, it doesn't blossom into business. Okay, you, you, you've lost it or you, you, it didn't work. Yeah. People have the right to make their decisions about you, about your company, about who you are. They don't have to listen to you, this podcast right now. No one has to listen to this. Indeed. Even I, I if they totally, start. I can totally relate to what you're saying, you know, because for me, it was difficult to let go. Uh, what, what you're just saying right now, like... I can't please everyone. People have the right not to like me. And since I've uh, let go, um, uh, for, inst- for instance, my copywriting skills have, have improved. Uh, I don't mind um, speaking on a stage in front of an audience. But what I found 
very difficult is just speaking in front of a, of a video camera, like to the lens of a camera, because what you said earlier was about, you know, the fear of being uh, an idiot. Certainly, <laughs> I have this, this fear. But also, somehow, I really want people to like what I'm going to say when I speak in front of a camera. I, I don't know why. Speaking in public is fine. But speaking in front of a camera, it's not. <laughs> when, we, yeah, when we speak in front of a lens, so many things are happening. Many things are happening in our brain, right? We can't, because we really don't know what's on the other side. We, we mm. can only imagine. And that is where that is often where the where the where the issue come, comes from, because our, our imagination takes us to a place of of what could be. Yes, one side we could be thinking, yeah, people could be thinking, what an idiot. <laughs> yes, yeah. people could be thinking, oh, I don't like this. What was what's this all about? I don't I don't really want to continue listening to this guy. Or it could be on the other side. It could be this is really cool. Or, or it could be I'm really curious about this, or it could mm. be yeah I, I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to this not right now but I'll listen to it at a later stage. We don't know, but certainly whatever we focus on, we get, often get closer to. Yeah, I think I think that's a that's so true in in everything that we do. So things that we worry about, things that we focus on that when we focus on that worry the worry what happens it gets bigger it's like like a ball it gets big like a balloon it gets bigger if we focus on something that we want we're we're happy about we're focused on you know even if it's something as trivial as okay i need i'm looking to buy a book a certain book i like i i know the title i know the author and i really want to buy it but i'm not sure how to do it what do you do? Start looking on Google, maybe Amazon, you check out a few things, maybe a couple of bookshops. But the more you do it, the more you investigate, you're getting one step closer to getting it, right? Mm-hmm. Whether you get it or not is another matter, but you're certainly closer to it and it's making you feel better and more optimistic when, you, when you're doing those things, right? So if we're thinking about when we speak in public about the kind of negative things that potentially could happen, and if we focus on that more, we're going to get, we're going to feel more towards that. If we focus more on the things that are okay, an affirmation can be so powerful in switching how we're thinking, right? right. So, for, for example, now, Laurent, how many, mm-hmm. how many um, podcast episodes have you done until now? 80 something. 80. You've yeah. done 80. Yeah. I, I didn't, I wasn't expecting that. I thought it was a lot less. 80, right. So listen, Laurent, you've done 80 of these. If they were, if people were not listening to this, to to these episodes, probably you'd you'd question yourself and think, shall I continue, right? Sure. You've continued. You do get people that listen. I'm Mm -hmm. sure you get people that, a lot of people that listen. I'm sure you get comments about, from people that listen and giving you feedback and liking the, the, the episodes that you're sharing and, and what you're doing from all different areas, right? Mm-hmm. That, just by thinking about that, is an affirmation to say to yourself, okay, that's on this side, isn't it? That's on the good side. Yes. Yeah? So there's, there's more of that. Can I just ask then, have you had anything come through on this side, on the negative side, to tell you to, to, to question yourself? Not With regards from, to the podcast? Yourself externally. 
with regards yeah. to the podcast? Yeah. No, apart, apart from how can I get, I don't have enough, you know, downloads. How can I get more downloads? No. <laughs> well, that's that's not, really... No, that's not a criticism. That's like, that's no. like good. That's a good thing because people want it. <laughs> no, and on a podcast, no, I'm really, I'm, I've been really enjoying those conversations because, and I can refer to what you were saying earlier about listening. I do have like real genuine conversations because there is this sense of listening. Me listening to my guests and my guests mm. listening to my questions like you're doing right now. Yeah, what you're saying there about being present, about listening, mm. this, is, this is it. This is, this is where a connection comes from. Right. You could you Laurent, you could have a list of questions. I'm sure you've got a kind of list of questions in front of you, but you could have, you know, these lists of questions. These are these, you know, sticking to them. This is what you're going to say. You're focusing about the question. I could just think about my answers. This is these are the line prepared answers. And then we have to stick to that. It's not going like this now. It's good because we, you know, this is how we planned it to be open and have this conversation mm -hmm. connection. And when we have connections, when we have a connection, it's so much more appealing for when people listen because they're listening to this real conversation. They're listening to something spontaneous. I was actually today, interesting enough, driving back today, I was thinking about, because we, at the event, we, it, was, uh, it was live, it was also online as well. Um, we had a massive, really large crowd and, and we also had a very large crowd online. So it was quite a, quite um, not a challenge, but it was interesting to really try to keep engagement high for the people in the room and high for the people online looking through the camera at the back yeah. of the room, right? So there was those two things, but there's one thing which is really, which really is, really gets engagement up and that's being present and being spontaneous. Think mm -hmm. about something that's recorded right? A recorded uh, message. Oh, this often happens, doesn't it? On uh, Oscar awards or on TV where someone is sending through a message, a good luck message or a thank you message, and it's recorded. Yeah. That feeling of when something is recorded compared to a feeling of, of, a, of, a, of a live feed mm -hmm. with the same message is it's completely different, isn't it? So it when is. something is spontaneous, when something is live, when something is happening right now, there's this feeling, there's this, there's this better engagement and better feeling. That's why, you know, Facebook Live, right? LinkedIn mm -hmm. Live, all these things that are live, which naturally opens up a, a whole box of opportunity for more risk, naturally, because more things can go wrong, but that's okay, right? But the benefit of it is, is this, this engagement level, yeah? So when something's, when we're present, when we're spontaneous, when we're really listening to each other and showing that we're listening, th then our, con our connections between us grow, grow even further. You'd agree with me, right? Com completely. And the proof is that I, I do have a list of questions which I haven't followed at all. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. You sent, I know you sent me those questions. I had a good look, quick look at them before, a couple of days ago. Um, had kind of ideas in my mind, and 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 now this conversation is is along those lines. But but we're also going off to other areas, which are mm -hmm. which are which are coming out, and again, hopefully bringing more value as well. What are the common um, pitfalls I'd say that you see that people can uh, can 
address or tackle very easily and get a little bit better at public yeah, speaking. Yeah. So the first one is your energy, the energy that you're sharing is, is contagious, right? Mm. So, so essentially how you feel about yourself at the at the time when you're speaking so it's not about how i felt yesterday morning or how how i felt last week or how i'm going to feel tomorrow it's about how i'm feeling right now with you is how i'm feeling right now mm. i'm feeling good i'm i'm i was looking forward to this and looking forward to this conversation with you because i knew we were going to go into areas that i'm passionate about mm -hmm. and i want to show that with you so my energy hopefully you can feel that you can feel that i i enjoy what i do you can feel the the things that i'm thinking about and and hopefully they relate to you as well to some of you that are listening right so mm -hmm. the energy we have is really important at the beginning often what happens is this anxiety that which this this nervousness that that creeps in and as we get closer to the moment where we really have to speak it often rises it actually goes up really high Mm -hmm. the, the calmer we are, our, the, the, the level of breathing that we have really determines how calm we are and how calm we are really determines the perception of the other, of, of that, of the other people will have when they see us and hear us. So we have right. to, the, what's the perception? We want, we want them, we have to figure that out. We have to know what that is. Often in business, in leadership, it's, it's often being calm. You can't go wrong with being calm. Staying calm when you're speaking, especially under pressure, is always a great tip. It's, mm -hmm. always, it's always the thing we want to do. Men, women, whoever we are, wherever we are, leadership business, calm. Right? But how do you, how do, you do that? Well, <laughs> because like you said, there's a lot of pressure. No, no, no. But breathing the breathing right. is the is the start mm. right because we if we breathe better the better we breathe the more calmer we feel and the more confident we feel mm. right so the okay. more confident more so confident people or not confident people people that are showing confidence mm -hmm. at a specific moment in time often their breathing is very calm Right. And so that and they know also another thing, they also know the value they're about to share. Hmm. You know the value you're about to share. It's going to tell you, you're going to tell yourself it, everything's cool. It's going to be OK. And so those ideas, those thoughts of, oh, how would I look? What, what will people think of me? Will people reject me? You know, will people like me? Will they clap or will they boo me or whatever? Nobody ever boos anyone. Well sometimes occasionally if you i've never been booed not yet <laughs> it might happen maybe you're booing right now listen whoever's listening to this maybe I'm in the distance somewhere wherever you are booing anyway thank you for those boos but but if we tell ourselves if we know what that value is and we think of that value and we focus on that value and we share that value and when we're speaking we're going towards that value that is already going to take us to a place in our head and in our body that is good mm. people can that people will want mm. so when you give something again when you give something to someone 
it makes people feel like okay that, that, i'm go, I, i'm going to listen to this I, I i you know when someone if i was if i was to hand you Laurent, on um on your birthday a a, a bag a colored bag with a bow tie on it um a ribbon and it had a little tag saying happy birthday Laurent from peter mm. you don't know what's in that bag it could be the worst present you ever had in your life but you don't know right <laughs> i give you that bag and you're going to you're you're going to be like i i, I say to you Laurent, he, he, this is for you on your birthday i wanted to give you this here you are mm -hmm. you're going to take that bag and you're going to think oh wow thanks I, I, yeah. And the connection between us is 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 better, slightly better, and you're willing to listen to me even more. Mm -hmm. So, as a, as a speaker, when we're sharing our messages, if we if we show that we're going to give people something, and especially something people want, so on your birthday, a present, you probably not expect a birth a birthday present, but you, if there's any day you you expect a present, it's your birthday or Christmas, maybe or maybe another day that is a special day, right? So you're expecting this, you, you, when, when I give you some, people give you something of value that relates to you and you like it, hopefully, or you, you kind of like it, you're more receptive to, to, to listen to that other person. So giving value, keeping your breathing calm, deep breaths, so the breath goes in, but the real, the real special moment is when that, when that air comes out. Mm. So when that air comes out, that's when we feel even better. So if we can all do it now, deep breath. And then out. That moment there, we all feel it. That's a really, it feels better. It feels good when the air comes in, but even better when it comes out, right? Indeed. And we can think better when, when the air comes out. So those are, those are two things we can do straight away to just get us get ourselves to feel stronger. One other thing, one mm -hmm. other thing we can do, very practical uh, thing, and it's connected to something I see a, a lot with with um, with speakers. Really think about how you're going to make other people feel. Right. Really think about the, the the emotional side. Right. So if I'm, let's say, okay, give me a product. That I I'm, I have to sell to you a mobile phone. Mobile phones maybe not a great example, but basically, essentially, getting people to feel that naturally what what that mobile phone means to them, right? So if I was if I was in a mobile phone shop and I was selling mobile phones, not that I've ever, I've never done that before, but if I was, the conversations I would have would would be about you know what what really matters to you with this phone. Why do you really want the phone? Yeah. Is the is it the phone? Is it the way it looks, or the the trendiness of it? Because it's the it's the newest one. Is that yeah. is that what it is? Because for, for a lot of people, it is showing their showing their mates, making sure everybody knows their credibility, their status goes up. Maybe it's that. It might be the functional side of the phone. It might have a better camera because they they you know they want to take more selfies of themselves, or, or it could be anything. So really getting to know what it really means for them and, 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 and the, the emotional side of the, that connection between them and the product or the service, if it was a service. And then you're talking about sales. Yeah, then we go, then we go into sales. Yeah, and then it's yeah. essentially 
getting them to feel feel and then they that we we both agree on what they really want and then you just find you find that you know what fits best for them service or product mm-hmm Often it's the other way around as well, getting people to think about things first. Like if we're, for example, pitching, for example, when we have to pitch an idea or a solution to a problem, remember this, the bigger, the the, the more we understand the problem and we, we agree with the problem and relate to that problem, the more we have of that, the, the higher the increase of when we want to listen to the to the answer to the solution right often in pitches um, uh, you know founders go straight into you know we do we solve this problem and this is what we do we do this we do this we do this that's great but I'm not really connected to that problem it doesn't really mean a lot to me even if it's not even if I'm not one of the customers or or potential clients I really I could be an investor I could be somebody connected to to an to an investor I could be somebody who knows the exact best fit for you right Mm -hmm. I really need to understand that problem for for the people that have the problem even if it's not me right so the more I can understand that and the more I'm like agreeing with those statements agreeing with the problem agreeing with this, the, the status quo, but the easier it is for us to really accept the, 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 the solution once we've heard and related to the problem. So we, we need to speak a lot more about problems and, and the challenges and getting people to understand those challenges and agree with those challenges. Once we're there, then at that moment, when we give the solution or share a solution or a notion of a solution, people are like that, oh, really? They're more curious and they're more ready to accept that answer. So that's another thing I see a lot with, certainly with, with, with um, founders um, I, I, I assist, I help with, especially at uh, pitching competitions or to do with investments. Mm. It's so deep public speaking. <laughs> well it's a lot the the more we think about the more we think all the the magic happens when we think right yeah (laughs) the more we reflective about ourselves the story in our head about ourselves how we see ourselves that's all gonna that's all gonna kind of come out of ourselves when we speak it really really is for me my journey it's still going on um i'm i'm a lot more confident than i was many many years ago um, when I was traveling around Europe, living in different countries. Now I feel I'm more confident in myself about ma- many things and naturally my career is um, going, well, going really well as well. So, but, but that's all down to, to me really looking at myself and accepting the good stuff, accepting the, the not so good stuff and, and looking at ways to improve it. I'm really looking at myself. So like I, you know, you know, so for example, the event yesterday, I will, and the day before, I will, when it comes out, I will look at the video. I will mm. look at how I was moving. I will, I will say to myself, that worked really well. That was a really, that, that was a really good move. That was, that sounded good. That phrase was cool. But I'm sure there'll be moments that I will say to myself, hmm, I shouldn't do that. There's no reason to do that. That doesn't help with a connection. That doesn't help the engagement level right so yeah. it's, it's 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 being open with yourself honest with yourself reflective and um and being mindful being a little bit mindful as well 
Vita, amazing conversation. Unfortunately, I got, I'm going to have to stop it there. Uh, and just one last question. How can people contact you? Listen, the easiest way, very simply, over on LinkedIn, find me, Peter Hopwood, public speaking coach, TEDx coach, and um, storytelling for sales. Find me there and uh, link up. Uh, if you do that, just a little note to say that you listen to this podcast as well, so that me and Laurent, we know that um, we, you were listening. And then uh, connect and let's see if, uh, you know, start a conversation and see maybe ways we can collaborate. Right. Thank you very much, Peter, for your time today. You're welcome. Hope we can do it again sometime. Oh, yeah, I would love to. And yeah. thank you. <laughs> thank you all for listening. If you like this show, please leave a review on your favorite podcast platform so you can help inspire more entrepreneurs. See you next time. Bye-bye.